everyone, you're listening to the Arts Fuse Presents The Short Fuse. I'm your host, Deanna Costa, here to bring you into the world of our online arts criticism magazine. Today's episode will feature an interview with guest artist Tegan Stewart. We also have a live song that uh, we're going to feature in the middle of my interview with her that is called Data Musician. That is coming from uh, her very, very recent EP, came out less than a month ago, called Taste of My Heartbreak. It's pretty awesome. We had a pretty great, super timely conversation, little mentions about the pandemic and uh, the big Nashville tornado that happened this past spring because that is where Tegan lives. So uh, stay tuned for that and more. And uh, be on the lookout soon for our next episode, which will feature our great editor-in-chief, Bill Marks, as well as previous podcast hosts, Matt Hansen and Lucas Spiro. Uh, You can also keep the conversation going with us and with Tegan on social media. She has uh, socials she'll drop in the end of this episode. But in case you forgot, ours is uh, at the Short Fuse Pod on Twitter, or you can just, you know, look us up on the old Facebook or Instagram. Um, we can also be reached via email. Send us a comment, a question, a concern at the Short Fuse Podcast at gmail.com. sort of position I feel like because in terms of artistry and politics um, because I went to Claremont McKenna and I studied international relations and I knew I was still going to go to Nashville and pursue music but like I was fully engaged and excited to be learning about all that and to be in that world and everybody around me was too and so I, I feel like instead of it being a side thing that I'm also interested in they're they're like almost equal in how much I care and how much I follow things so it 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 feels even less of sort of like a choice because I'm so genuinely like in it that I that I that I kind of wish you know I can be more disconnected but like but if I'm trying to be like a genuine artist and and talk about the things I care about like it is it's really up there for me it's in your mind Uh, and it always has been um so and that's kind of hard sometimes because you know even my mom will be like stop talking about it and stuff and I'm like that's all I'm thinking about so how do I stop talking about right absolutely (laughs) oh my gosh I'd love to just hear more about everything that you've done it seems in like correct me if I'm wrong but like since like high school so like the past five years or so singing has always been my my number one passion my favorite thing something I'll always do started songwriting in early high school but same thing I was extremely involved in model UN and youth right. and government which isn't exactly storytelling but you know it's really highly interpersonal and is all about connections and like putting yourself out there and, and doing all these things and I, I feel like I've always been a person <laughs> at at a crossroads with this kind of political world and this music world, because even in high school, I when I was going to apply to colleges, you know, part of me was like, should I go to music school? And then I was like, no, but I, I love this and I work so hard to do this. 
And I was like, what, what am I doing there? Um, so I did decide to go to Claremont McKenna, which is, it's a liberal arts college, but it's heavily focused on economics and politics and um, finance actually. So, and, oh, and even the whole time in college, yeah, I was, I definitely fit in and it was definitely the right choice, just like in my heart and when I was there and the things I was doing. But at the same time, there's this other musical and creative part that the school doesn't really have the resources for and doesn't really do. Right. So that was another thing. And the good thing is, you know, big schools like that have a lot of money. It's not a big school, but um, right. rich schools have money. So right. I got to do, I got to kind of use that to help have them like pay for my unpaid internships in Nashville. Oh, and um, I have uh, the Water Wings music video was paid for different parts of the school, um, different funds and things. And then I was, you know, so you probably, I think I wrote something in there about directing plays and stuff. Yep, yep. Um, I that, yep. And I saw the Water Wings video, which was so cool too. That Oh, thanks. So yeah, that whole music video was such a highlight of all of college for me because Nick Nick Popke, who is the director, he was a recent Pitzer grad and all of those oh, schools okay. are basically the same school. And I just had reached out and was like, I decided I'm going to do a music video. And, and my mom and like my boyfriend at the time, like everyone was like, make sure it doesn't suck. They <laughs> thought it was going to be like someone with a phone camera. And I was like, right. thanks guys. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he said, I would, I'm willing to do this for you on like a really cheap rate because you go to CMC and I love oh, the song so and I want to do it. The other people working on it were all students, which was easier because like, I didn't pay them, but, um, right. but, but it was like, everybody was invested. And I'm sure know, it was a great friends. experience too for everyone. It was so much fun. Yeah. And like the mountains, like every location was within like 20 minutes of the school. So we shot wow. all of it in one day. We woke up and went to Mount Baldy, which were all the forest shots, all the creek shots. And right. then um, we we went into one of the stores we asked them permission whatever we walked in the store and then the last scene was in a reflective pool at Pomona mm. that students like aren't supposed to like you know no one's supposed to go in the pool right um but I did so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like everything was there everyone was super excited um there's a student is actually the main editor of the video because he's just very cool wow incredible so, at editing videos I mean that must have been like such a cool project to give you an idea of all of these different things that you had done in terms of like the more theater stuff like it kind of all came together it sounds like so I'm sure you must right, be feeling yeah. now like that's the direction you want to keep going in yeah it was yeah. like it, it was like the storyboarding aspect and then we're getting the my outfits together and buying the feather and you it, and and I love that stuff. I love yeah. the organizational aspects and same thing with directing. CMC doesn't have a real theater program, which kind of sucks, but also is great because if you're not a theater major, it's, you know, there's more opportunities for you to do things like direct the plays, like wrote for a short play contest, which, you know, it's like if I was up against people who theater is their number one passion and that's all they're doing. Like I wouldn't have had the opportunity right. to direct a play. That's that, that was a good thing Yeah. about like the position and like just in college, the experience of directing the plays, like that was, there was nothing I was more excited about than to show up early at rehearsal and see how things are going to go. So like I, I love performing. I love the artist aspect, but I also love the behind the scenes, like pulling all the strings and making all the plans. And so right. I think 
that's an that's a something I could take from that experience and hopefully like put into music. Right, absolutely. And I could totally see that in the fact that you write your music and then you perform it yourself and like that alone is kind of a lot of the behind the scenes and the the front mm-hmm. of the house altogether. I'm like pretty curious to know anyway how COVID has impacted open mic nights and things like that and you were getting like little gigs going and so I'm I'm like hoping that your story isn't like everybody else's is that it's like totally screwed you over but I'm figuring it kind of is, to be completely honest. Um, I moved, so I moved here two years ago now. Okay. Um, and so, so I recorded the EP in January and February of 2020. It was finished by April. And during the time we were recording, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my first regional tour. Um, I had actually hired a girl who um, had done a lot of tours, but, you know, it was like our age and she's just passionate and good at what she does and I was going to hire her to actually book the tour for me and then it was going to be me and Meg who's uh, my drummer and she was just going to bring light percussion stuff and we were going to tour as a duo I Um, partly because you know it's like the first time you know you look at all the expenses I was like you know starting my spreadsheets and and looking at it and but it was like okay well we're going to do this Um, and then I had a show at the basement, which is a really amazing um, small venue in Nashville. That was what I wanted my release show to be at. Um, uh-huh. So I actually had my new Faces Night show was scheduled. It ended up being the day after the tornado hit Nashville. Oh my gosh, um, that's awful. And the tornado, the tornado destroyed Basement East. So right. there, there was an East location and it's gone. Wow. Um, so that was a really crazy day because it's like do we all show up and do this basement show you know grimy just lost his other venue and we did and it was great even if the pandemic hadn't happened um I don't think I don't think he remembered what the show was like or how many people I thought because he because it was traumatic and everybody drank a lot and stuff so (laughs) was um, that uh was that tornado like right before the pandemic I'm trying to remember I remember Mia talking about it it hit March 2nd and most places didn't shut down until March like 14th 15th so it was like at the time where people were starting to panic like about toilet paper and stuff but Mm -hmm. at the store you couldn't tell if things were short on the shelves because of the pandemic or because everyone was buying donations because they were they were all buying donations because of the tornado on top of everything else yeah wow that's crazy it was scary I I got a lot of people didn't hear the the warnings until it hit and I was I was in bed I was alone because my roommate had just moved out and I got the and the storm was crazy the lightning was lighting up my room the whole night and I got the the alert that was, you know, like take shelter now, like tornado. And I Googled the path really quick and it didn't look like it was coming towards me. And I, I'm better prepared now. But at the time I was like, I genuinely don't know what to do. It hits me or it doesn't. I'll find out. Oh my God, that's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, I'm glad that you're okay. (laughs) I mean, you must've made it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's definitely just like a moment. Everyone in Nashville obviously will remember forever. And 
yeah, so that that going right into the pandemic. Um, so yeah, not being able to release the EP with a, re a, a real release show right. with a tour just sucks. You know, there's not, it, you know, we, we prevail and like, you know, have to put it out anyway and you have to move on, but it does right. suck. And, um, you know, the hope, the hope is that I, I will find ways to get the music to people and still make it something that, that finds its audience and finds people to connect with. Absolutely. Yeah. So you just released everything on October 23rd, right? And you're on like yep. all of the like Spotify, Apple, all of the jazz. Everything. Awesome. Even things nobody uses. Like <laughs> just in case. Net. I've never heard of that, but it's on there. Huh. Like my stuff is on Tidal. It's nice. on anything you can use. <laughs> you might as well go for whatever audience you can grab, right? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been out for and, like over a week now. So have you been like hearing either way? Like, or, or, or is it been like hard to reach people? Do you think? The, I had the virtual concert and that was really fun. And I got just like a really, a really nice, like warm, you know, socially distant hug from that. And that was really fun. <laughs> Good. I think now it's, it's a little bit of a, I have to keep the foot on the gas, you know, especially sure. because I did release it kind of near the election and, and things like that, that it's, you know, right. I, I've gotten a lot of good responses, especially to, you know, the songs I hadn't released yet. And I do get the feeling that like, there's genuinely, like everybody has a different favorite song from what I've asked, which awesome. feels great. That's a know? good thing. Yeah. It's always nice to hear that, which is just awesome. Um, but yeah, now it's just like, now it's up to me to to keep it going really and then to me and then I'll get enough people to where it'll be up to them right, <laughs> to right. going but the initial the initial response has been has been awesome and I I think that's my been my favorite part is oh, that people great. have different favorite songs that's really cool and you're able I was like kind of perusing a little bit that you know you use social media like a good bit to talk to people and you interact with fans so I'm sure that must help at least a little bit, like if you can't be in person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
on doing a big Albuquerque show and playing with the band there and not bringing a band, but just like playing with the people I know. Nice. So it would be really fun to do like a hometown, like nice. live concert with an Albuquerque band it would be it, awesome. It is a really cool idea, I think. And now that you say that, that's, I guess, like one benefit of everything going online is maybe like people are around their computers more to collaborate and things like that, yeah. which is cool. This, this whole time must be impacting what you're thinking about with songwriting, like going forward so much. But I do want to talk too about the EP because like, I think I previously kind of hinted at in the interview, it's like more romantic. And so the, if I understood it correctly, the idea is kind of like taking you through a breakup, right? Yeah, it's, it's an emotional arc of the breakup. So you start at Taste of My Heartbreak of the title track. And it's, to me, that one is the, mo the most emotionally complicated song because the moment when you're still in the shock of the breakup. So mm -hmm. you're, it's almost playful because you're like, is it really over? I'm, I'm mad at you. I have things to say. And I'm not sad yet because are we really here? Are we sure? Right. Um, and 
just feeling that um, angst of, you know, that person's not as sad as me right now, or they're not as upset as me. And what are they feeling? And we still have more to say to each other. It's not really over. Right. Um, So that's the first, the entry point of processing it. And then you go into date a musician, which is like, oh my God, I'm single again. Like who's out there? Right. Sad songs, which is like, you know, you close your bedroom door and you're like, oh my God, I'm not over them. I need to cry about them for the next like four days and not talk to anybody. (laughs) Absolutely. And then you're in what's after that then you're in I think it's your personality your personality sucks, sucks. yeah yes. which is actually the only one that's really not a breakup song but I had to include because it's been a song I've wanted to record for a long time <laughs> and I can include it in the story of the breakup arc oh sure in the sense that it's like there's other people and other things going on yeah you know absolutely that, yeah and then and then homebody is a point at which you think you're totally over it and you're you're going out you're trying to go out to you know make out with boys and have a great time but you're still wounded and that's still a present emotion that you wish you didn't have but is there right um and then good intentions is actually was after um they reached back out and tried to say should we try again and get back together and this was after I thought I was over it, like just several months later, and then of course that opens a new Pandora's box of like, wait, mm. should we get back together? Am I over it? If you did, you know, approach things differently and do X, Y, Z things that I needed from you, would this work? And then getting to the conclusion of like, no, we need right. to move along this track. And I, I love just the way that it ends and it just feels like the perfect you know ribbon bow tie on it yeah absolutely it's like not a super super long ep but it's pretty substantial i think for you know super short songs which is nice Mm -hmm. because i feel like that's been a recent trend but it almost to me felt like it was like a cycle like if you were to listen to it on repeat all as like the full album itself the last song good intentions almost like loops back in to taste of my heartbreak because it's like back in that tumultuous like emotion and and not really knowing yeah. the song does come to a nice end but then like if you start back over with the beginning of it it's like it almost makes you think of being in if you're someone that has dated some like two different people back to back and you're like oh okay that was rocky oh but i'm going to try it again <laughs> it's like oh this is rocky yeah i feel that that's, <laughs> yeah. that's good that's true i i honestly can say that i've not thought about it in that way i've not yeah that's that's interesting that's something i want to think about <laughs> cool i definitely you know that that's so insightful that i don't think i can claim that i did that but <laughs> But you can. Sure, I'll give you the credit. As an interpreter. (laughs) Sure, yeah. I was going to ask you that too. If you um, have like done any other interviews or anything like that recently. I saw that there was some, uh, was it like Country Bells or something that gave you like a little artist of the week? I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So I have done a little string of podcasting and things that I hadn't done before, which is awesome. Partly, I think that was something that I was more 
that maybe I wouldn't have gotten to that if I mm-hmm. hadn't. But so I've recorded one that's not out yet called Max Volume Meetups with Jessica Jack. Oh, very cool. Um, so that'll be out in the next, I, I don't know, but probably in the next week or so. And we talk a lot about like country today um, and the, the genre and like what what's happening there, what needs to change, like how I got obsessed with country. Mm-hmm. And then I did a live podcast, like video show as well with um, Deliciously Nothing, okay. which was a really interesting time. Yeah, it's, it's like four dudes in a shed and they drink like a whole thing of Crown Royal like every <laughs> episode. And I, they, they knew I was like a wine person. So they graciously bought a bottle of wine that they didn't want to drink, but that they <laughs> served for me. So that, that episode nice. is out on YouTube. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad that uh, you mentioned that. So if anyone listening wants to go check that out, they can look both of those up. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything? I'm glad that you also mentioned that other interview you did, because I wanted to ask you about um, your sense of like country music, because I think at this point, it probably had to have been probably close to a year and a half ago, I wrote an article about Lil Nas X and how he was, Mm -hmm. it was like right when uh, his single had come out and I was like, he's going to blow country wide open and you all better get ready. And then like the next six months was just him blowing country wide open. And I was so, so happy to see it. And I am like really curious because I think um, being like the young millennials, like on that cusp that we are, like country is an interesting experience for us. And it's only gotten more poppy over years. But I think yours leans more towards like a blue side. Like I see a little bit of a pop in it, but I hear that like old school kind of blue sound more. And I'm curious what you think about like that whole, just like array. (laughs) It's like coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so many weird opinions about country partly because I absolutely love country and growing up I was kind of a purist type where I was like that's not country that's not country but also I'm thinking about it I grew up in the time of Rascal Flatts when yeah. all the older people said that's not country yeah and absolutely I'm like, oh my God, Rascal Flatts is country so you know every, every generation <laughs> yeah. is always going to kind of popify or kind of genre bend in a way that the previous generation is like, oh my God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, t- to me, a bigger turning point that got Lil Nas X to where he could be is Florida Georgia Line. Oh, and yeah. I I don't love, to be honest, I really don't love Florida Georgia Line. It's different and it is new. And the things that Sam Hunt did wouldn't have happened without the Florida Georgia Line stuff. And all of the, you know, trap beat collaborations, like all yeah. of that stems from that and I think Lil Nas X is of course doing something totally different and new but like kind of came from that wave and I think to me it's so cool but part of my brain is like it's not really country but also I don't care like I like it I don't think I don't think you know we should hate on it or or try to make it its own genre like it's fine I think sometimes like what I love about country I think is lost in new artists who aren't taking a stab at something new either way like Lil Nas X 
made a statement, made something new, Yeah, you know, and that, to me, that's not something to be like, oh, what is he doing? But to me, the, the kind of grievance or I would have towards new country artists is like, okay, you're making something that doesn't sound super country, but it's not, it doesn't sound authentic either. Yeah, yeah. It's not something new that you're doing. And the whole point of country music to me is the storytelling aspect, the fact that it's so wordy and it absolutely yeah. changes every time. And it's super clever and all of those things. And, you know, there's a place for poppy country and all that stuff. But to me, it's like, if you're not pushing the needle in the best ways that country can offer, what are you doing in this yeah. genre? Yeah, that's and, very true. And and that's just something that like, that I try to, that I want to incorporate because there are R&B vocal elements or pop vocal elements of layering and of harmonies that I want to continue to explore. Yep. But at the same time, like I want the steel guitar and I want some shuffle beat and I want the instrument to talk to each other and to feel like we're jamming and this is a live instrument jam. And that was so important to me in making this record. And I, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I felt it in the room mm. and that that's like one of my biggest feelings of accomplishment is that the collaboration sense and the musicality of it came together exactly how I, how I really, really wanted it to. And that's what needs to stay in country, country music. Right. And I, and that's what was, was super fun about your personality sucks is that it's, that's a honky tonk song. And the, and the players on that were, were really awesome. They're, they're players that have been doing big tours way out of my league at this point and <laughs> super inspirational. It was so much fun to see them be like, wow, no one ever asks us to play like this anymore. Oh, wow. Like, nobody wants us to do these kinds of riffs and this kind of stuff. Nobody, right. I haven't done this in 10 years. And I'm like, well, please, please do it. I'd love that. I want that. That actually, now that you say it's been like 10 years for them, that makes a lot of sense. Because when I heard that song, I totally got like Gretchen Wilson vibes was like kind of the first thing. And and I, I don't really know why, but I was not a big fan also of like the more poppy end of things. Rural country. Yeah, and that, and like, I, I would have rather listened to like pop that was pop and country that was country. <laughs> like, I'm totally with you on all of it. So it's, it's funny because I do think that there are a bunch of people that would love to hear that sound come back. And hearing you talk about the way that country has changed over time kind of reminds me too of uh, an interview probably like six months ago that I did with this woman that wrote, um, it was almost like a rap history. And it was really interesting. And she talked about wow. like specifically really about gangsta rap and how it kind of was a really defining era in, in so many senses. And it was just, it was a really, really cool book, but she wrote about towards the end how like as rap went in from the 80s to the 90s and the emphasis of like most of the subject matter kind of changed from being about sort of more like real life storytelling with a bit of exaggeration to being way more about like flashiness and kind of like more shallow mm -hmm. things and a lot yes. of people in the rap community were like this isn't what we started this for. Like it's, it's supposed yeah. to be real. And it kind of sounds like that's what you're saying with country too. And it, it's interesting because totally. if you think of like the political time we live in, like how telling is that, <laughs> you know, everything's becoming shallow yeah. and like hollow. <laughs> and it's and I, I think related. people, I, I think people kind of can not confuse, but like they talk about, you know, if, if someone is like, oh, country's changing and I don't like it, they 
tend to talk about the instrumentation or mm -hmm. the different production styles and whatever. But to me, there's a way to experiment with production styles and instrumentation while keeping what are the cornerstones of a country genre, which are right. talking about interesting subject matters or things that are extremely specific and like way beyond girl in the bar, girl in the bar, girl in the bar. Right. And I think that's, I guess, maybe uh, like a part of your sound that will be interesting to see as you keep going, you know, like what you take from that, but you know, what you make your own. And I think definitely yeah. you have like a very, very bright future. So I feel excited and lucky to Thanks. have met you now. Because I'll get to see where everything goes. Yes. I'm so excited. Do you have, um, I know I already asked you and then we ended up like talking a bunch, but do you have anything else that you wanted to make oh, yeah. sure got in yeah, here exactly. before we like wrap up? Shoot, I should. I <laughs> um, I guess a new thing for me, just as as a young artist, um, this is the first time I've ever had since it's my first EP. It's the first time I've ever had physical copies. That's um, exciting. So it's just it's really cool to hold it, and I actually have one. Yeah, to hold it see. and see, you know, oh, have so designed cool. the cover and the credits. And there's the barcode, and it just feels so real. It feels so cool. So I'm gonna be carrying these around everywhere I go yeah and I have my first batch of merch that I designed so all of that's on my website very cool and yeah brand new um I would also love to sign all of them so um yeah if people want physical copies or or like you know a shirt that says your personality sucks on it I have those <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome I could definitely put the link to that in the show notes cool. too so that way it's easy access buy away. Everybody needs to be selling merch. So <laughs> I'll try to help you yeah, sell it if I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for like very abruptly taking the time to talk to me. And we like scheduled this in like less than a week. And it just, I think. No, it's, I'm it's, so happy that this happened. And I'm so excited to have met you on here. And, you know, I can't wait to, to meet some people from, from your circles and, and keep yeah. this conversation going throughout throughout the process I definitely hope to do some music videos for some of the some of the records so I'll definitely that would be amazing yeah please do happen. we can totally share those on our socials too and I would just be like personally excited to see but yeah I'm also really glad that we got Yay. to connect and hopefully sooner or later I'll make it down to Nashville and I can like actually see you perform <laughs> if the yeah, world ever definitely. goes back to normal <laughs> totally <laughs> uh, well thank you again I hope you have a good rest of your Sunday okay you too bye